Hey, y'all, it's Flowers. Thank you for downloading this episode of Y Lab Podcast with Maggie Zabo. It means the world to me, and I'm super grateful that you made the choice to spend your time with us today. Whether you're in the car, doing your laundry, walking the dog, or doing your makeup, I really appreciate the support. I would also ask that if you could rate and review, it just takes a couple of minutes, and the review really helps with the feedback so we know what you like and what you don't. This week's guest, Maggie Zabo, is an amazing musical artist. She's a great talent, an amazing voice, and she's really starting to take off with her career. She's always done very well and has relocated from Canada to the U.S. about six years ago. And we just jump right into the conversation and catch up. She's a really great human being, and I really hope you love this podcast. Thank you very much. super excited to have Maggie over today because I haven't really caught up with you in a while. Know, you have so much going on I know. that I just kind of want to jump in because your energy is Let's just flowing and, and you're here. It. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh my God. You look adorable. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool jacket. Thanks. What is that? Velvet? Yeah. You know, bringing it back. What is that? Velvet? It's like, actually, I think it's corduroy coming back it is quarter work <laughs> um so it's raining in la today. it is it's so weird i kind of like it though it's a nice change it is yeah. well remind me how long you've been here because oh gosh i've been here almost six years now really yeah it flies by so fast it feels like i just got here but it also feels like la is home and i'm so familiar with it so it's like a weird thought process that's but... a lot you just said right? <laughs> <laughs> it is You've been here six years. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't recognize Maggie, she's from Canada. Mm -hmm. Maggie is a musical artist, and she's been here for six years, yeah. um, budding her career. Yeah. Um, this has been an amazing last couple of years, just from yeah. the outside looking in for you. Yeah. Uh, you've morphed into kind of a, you're still your artist, but mm -hmm. I think you've kind of funneled into Definitely. what you're having fun with. I do feel like I've really honed in and focused my energy on like finding who I am and the things I want to say and what I want to represent. Yeah. So the last yeah year or two specifically have been really fun because I feel like it's so much easier when you have a focus and I feel like I found that. Well, you as a musician, you sort of get guided by, you know, you're like you don't get to choose that kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But whenever you can refine it and find your focus, like you said. Yeah. You start, I guess you're on your happy path. Or totally. <laughs> and I feel like that's the hardest part because yeah. with everyone, like no matter what you do, like you're, you are who you are because you're influenced by so many different things. Mm -hmm. And the hard thing about when you have to pick a path is like, okay, which one of those influences do I run with? Because I feel like in entertainment, especially if you're too many of two different, of too many different things, people get confused and they want to put you in a box and they want to be able to label you and identify you as one thing. 
And that's hard because yeah. what do you want to be? There's so many different things that you love. So I do feel like I have really honed myself into a specific path and that makes me feel really good and it's exciting. Yeah. And it seems like it's been like within a compressed time frame. Yeah. Right, lately. Yeah. Now I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to yeah. digress for a minute because I think we may have met online even prior to being introduced. Oh, by, yeah. We did. <laughs> I think it was like MySpace or Twitter or uh, SoundCloud or something. Yeah. And all about Maggie. Oh, what was it? And the thousands had connected somehow. I want to say this is like a, almost eight or nine. It was before I had met you. Because I remember when I met you, I was like, all about Maggie. Who is I'm this? I'm like, I remember having an <laughs> online friend in my musical thing and so That's i so it must have been like myspace because it was so far along ago it was like eight, maybe eight years ago i'm trying to think though because i don't even or my, i feel like it might have been youtube was it youtube i don't know maybe YouTube, it was. facebook whatever one of them. so i i think of, when i think about kind of the progression and i think of my, my timeline yeah. that's where i start I, my starting <laughs> point is like i met this this artist online and what you were putting out youtube videos yeah. i think that's what it was yeah, it was youtube because that's what i started what I was living in Canada in yeah. a small town and I was I got signed to a record label close to Toronto. And so when I got signed to the label, we started releasing videos on YouTube and that's kind of how I started releasing music online. Those are still up. Those are some of your first ones, I think. Yeah, still. some of them are not all of them are up, but some of them are still up. Yeah. Writing sessions and Yeah, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, BTS <laughs> yeah. stuff. I, I I'm remembering now it's fun kind of reliving oh that and Again, that's why I was super excited to come in because I was trying to think about, yeah, I want to prepare like yeah. stuff. And I'm like, I I'm just excited to catch up with I Maggie know. because we had caught up a lot at our gym. Yeah. I'll say it, Brick CrossFit. Yeah. Go Brick. Uh, for the last as many years as we've known each other. Yeah. And during that time, you have little short bursts of conversations. You totally. catch up ebbs and flows but rarely do we one-on-one one-on-one get to sit down for like an extended period of time yeah <laughs> i know and we have done it before it's not like we haven't worked on music before no but it's like songs you're and... also usually in social settings yeah. and like a lot of stuff is going on so this is kind of like a nice way to focus take a deep breath yeah yeah it's it's so i i again starting point a lot of times i'll try to prepare mm-hmm for people or prepare to, to talk about something. And I'm like, this is going to be super easy. <laughs> so that's why I'm glad we're just kind of jumping yeah. in. I wanted to also circle back, though, when you were talking about L.A. being home now mm-hmm. and you moved from Canada. Like, what was there a decision point or a tipping point, per se, that made you decide to make the move away from your family? Well, I always have done music, mm. and I grew up in a town called Dundas in Ontario. It's like an hour and a bit from Toronto. <laughs> and so I always sang and I wrote songs, and I love Canada and I love where I'm from, but I always, ever since I was a kid, I had this dream of moving to California. I don't know what it was because I'd never been there. I think I was attracted to the entertainment industry and the fact that there were so many people doing music and it was sunny and bright and I never really loved winter anyways. So, (laughs) (laughs) So I got signed to a record label and... I was with them for a couple years. I released an album and we did that whole thing and I wrote all the material and I felt like I needed a change and I needed to make a jump and I didn't know exactly what that was yet. Yeah. So I decided I was going to come to LA for two weeks for a songwriting trip and I was just going to connect with new producers and new songwriters. So I planned this trip 
And I came out here, and within, like, the first week, I called my parents. I was like, you guys, I need to move here. (laughs) I'm sorry. But the thing was, because I'm Canadian, I didn't have a visa. So I had to go back. But I gave myself a deadline, and the deadline was April 15th. And I think that was about a Tax season or something. Like, it was like, I was like, I'm going to give myself 30 days. I don't care how I'm going to do it. But I'm going to give myself 30 days to figure out my visa situation and to pack up all my stuff and, like, change my life. So I went home and literally I got, like, the paperwork in, like, two days before the 15th. And I had already booked my flight for the 15th. And what? I had shipped my car out here. So I just was just... dead set on making it happen. And I remember my dad saying to me, like, why are you so stressed about it has, has to be April 15th? Like, just relax. Like, we can figure it out. And I'm like, no, like, it has to be this way because I feel like if I don't meet that goal and if I don't come out here in that time, I just felt like I was going to get re- too relaxed about it and I had to make it happen. And I also didn't want to second guess, like, is this the right Your move? Choice. I just wanted to do it. So I came out here. I didn't really know anyone. I didn't have a plan. Um, and I stayed. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured it out. The That's first awesome. year was was like a hot mess just because I started on a very like beginner level visa. So I was super limited as far as the amount of time I could be here yeah. and the kinds of opportunities with music and with entertainment that I could do. And... It was just like starting from scratch. Like I didn't have a social number, so I had to get that. And like even getting a cell phone was I had to do the pay as you go for like the first six months because all of these things that you don't think about. But so I feel like the first year I was here was just me like figuring out like how to just live here. And this is not an easy no. city to figure that out, <laughs> no. no matter how, whether it's no. day one or day 100. Totally. I still am figuring it out. Yeah, but day 4,000. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. That's cutting it short. But, <laughs> but, you know, I don't, re- obviously, I don't regret it. And yeah. I go home a lot and see my family. And that part is great. Well, that's one of the things I do admire about you. And I, I've never met your family, but you're very, uh, open mm-hmm. with your social media and your father and your mother yeah. you can tell that you all have a very special bond yeah i'm sorry i don't remember if you have siblings or you know i have two sisters you have two sisters yeah oh, goodness so yeah they both are back home they yeah. live close to my parents um yeah i'm the middle child <laughs> you're the middle child okay yeah. and what do your sisters do are my they... younger sister her and i are super close we were literally just on the phone she's a science girl and she's in school. She's going to UFT. She's getting her master's. Okay. And my older sister also, she does like some acting and some writing and some cosmetology stuff as well. Yeah. So, so she's yeah. in that in Canada. Yeah, they both wow. are. So how, yeah. what did, how, what do they think about you making the move? Well, my younger Are they sister, like, oh, that's just Maggie. That's who she I is. I think that, yeah. <laughs> I was always kind of leaving. Families like that. Like, okay, well, it's, that's what they it's do. It's her. And I was yeah. always leaving like traveling like different places and i had spent some time in nashville when i was a teenager right after high school i went out there for a year and just to write songs so i drove out there when i was 18 i had like a little saturn and i just like (laughs) yeah so they kind of knew and that's kind of normal yeah one thing i noticed about you even in the way you tell your stories and the choices you were making when you move is you're very headstrong yeah has anybody ever told you uh, sometimes people call they it use being other words. stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to say it. I was like, has anybody ever called you? I take so. it as a compliment. 
It is because you uh, you're like your boss lady. For those that also don't know, the other side of your life is you you kind of manage and run your own business and yeah. leave it at that. And so you you take care of yourself mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, I'd say, yeah. on the side. But you also focus most of your energy on your art. And yeah. I think that is something very admirable that anybody that's trying to figure out a good life balance, yeah. it's really hard. And when you make big choices and go to big cities, sometimes you sacrifice certain things yeah. to get a side hustle. The side hustle yeah. turns into something bigger. And then you're like, okay, that's my little, I got to yeah. manage that because totally. that provides this. Yeah. And I, I, I recognize that in you. Yeah. And we even started some of our dialogue today when you came yeah. in about some of the business <laughs> yeah. stuff. So uh, I, I do admire that Thank in you, and that you. takes a lot of, I guess, skills. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess just how, how do you, how do you go about trying to manage all the things that you do? Because you're multitasking. Yeah, and I feel like I've always loved businesses, and I like the side of me that feels like I want to do this and chase this, and I love being an entrepreneur, and I think. My dad was born in Yugoslavia, and he immigrated to Canada as a teenager, and he's an entrepreneur, and that's how he made his way, and he owns a collision center, and he's always been working super hard and growing his business, and so I think that's kind of instilled a lot in me and what I do, and obviously music and songwriting is a business, and I have to run it like a business, and... I've always just loved different creative outlets. So I did start a t-shirt company called Thread the Love. Oh, and I didn't know that. Yeah, so I've, it's been like about <laughs> a little plug. four months Say it in again. the making. Thread the Love. Thread the Love. Yeah. So that's my latest little baby. And that's been like four or five months in the making. So it started out with like the idea. And the concept is I've really been a, a lot about in the last couple of years, self positive self-affirmation and self-love. And so the idea for the t-shirts is there's quotes in the t-shirts, but they're backwards so that when you look in the mirror, you can read them. Oh. So there are daily reminders about self-love and positivity and encouragement and strength. So we like that. <laughs> yeah. We like that. So. so I came up with that idea. That's great. Uh, thank you. That's yeah. Awesome. In the summer. Be a light angel or a light warrior. or Yeah. So, yes. So, yeah. and I just think, especially in LA, it's so easy to, you're always comparing yourself and, and I'm guilty of that. And even just starting with myself, I wanted to figure out a way to easily remind myself like, yeah, I am a badass and I can do all these different things. Yeah, you so, are. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so that's where the idea for the shirt line came in and we built a website and I made designs and now we have an online store and we're launching on Amazon and... So yeah, that's I love fun. the e-commerce thing. I recently, yeah. in my little break and journey, have been uncovering some things yeah. that I want to dip my my hands into. But uh, I mean, it's nice because it gives you freedom. Like you can do anything you want, and you have a seed of an idea. It wasn't like twenty years ago where like, okay, I want to start something, and you have to get brick and mortar, and you have to do all these crazy things. Like you can just launch it from your own home, which well, is nice. And I would, I will, I will double down on what you just said because you're one of the first people. And we even talked about how we mm -hmm. met online first. You and you're really good at now your engagement on mm -hmm. your social media platforms. Yeah. You're really good at using it and. God, we could jump right into even yeah. what's going on now because you're, you've you transferred some of those skills online in regards to engagement and yeah. building your your fan base yeah. into Spotify now. Yeah. And geez, that's a whole new platform yeah. that people are just getting used to. I, I've been on Spotify 
I mean, we came. I love Spotify. Yeah. Uh, so plug Spotify. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> Hi. Uh, we we like y'all. And but describe kind of some of the stuff you're doing to get your music on there now. I I don't even. Well, the thing now is that there's so many different music platforms. There's Apple Music, there's Tidal, there's Spotify, there's YouTube, there's SoundCloud. And when people go to look for an artist, I feel like the first thing they look at is their numbers. And that's whether that's how they validate you as far as how good your music is True. and how successful you are and if if your music is worth them listening to. So I found it was really difficult because there are so many different streaming platforms that it was getting really spread out and i wanted to really concentrate especially on something like spotify which is used everywhere and yeah. everyone's using it so yeah. i about a year ago i made the decision i really want to focus getting people to my spotify and building those numbers so my strategy was to start collaborating with djs in the edm world which i've always done I've always done pop and songwriting, so it was kind of an easy thing for me. And my goal was to find different DJs that needed what I had to offer, which was writing and vocals, because a lot of them are just producers and they make beats and tracks. So they need writers and singers. So I was going to provide my service to them, and in return, they were going to basically share their fans with me. So I started writing songs at home and recording them, and sending these top lines, as we call them, out to different DJs. And that's how it kind of started. So then how it would work is they would release the song, but I would be the feat. Like, it wasn't just a featured artist. It was a co-artist. Yeah. So it would pop up on my Spotify main as well. page. And those numbers would also pop up on my Spotify page. So my monthly listeners would have everything to do with that song that we did a collaboration with. Yeah. And that's how it kind of started which gives me access to, okay, when I release a song just solo, I have those numbers that are now going to go listen to just my song. Yeah. And you started really making specific trips over to... Yeah, so I go to Amsterdam a lot. Yeah. That's kind of like the capital of the EDM scene. Oh. Not exactly sure why. <laughs> but it's beautiful, so I don't mind going. It's, I've gone there so many different times. Yeah. And... Uh, that's just where a lot of the labels and the publishing companies are and the DJs go there a lot to work. And so I make an effort, of course, to go there at least a couple times a year if I can. Was that something you, like you mentioned you were doing at home? It's easy. I mean, here we are in my mm -hmm. studio. You are self-recording. Were you like just coming up with melodies and vocal arrangements and just sending just that off? Or do you have a little piano underneath? Like at and home here? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, what I'll do is I'll either write to piano and they're stripped down top lines, meaning yeah. just either an acoustic guitar or piano. Two instruments. Yeah. And it would just be vocals and that's it. And you don't want to produce it any more than that because what that does is if it's too produced, the DJ has a hard time hearing what he's going to do. And he has a hard time, he or she has a hard time, you know, really visualizing what their sound is going to be. Yeah, you so, made some connections that way, and then you yeah. started to work and find people that you wanted to go spend totally. time with. Yeah. And then you started making the trips yeah. out there and spend time with them. And now that whole kind of process is built over the last, what, yeah. year, year and a half? Yeah. And even then, like, a lot of the collaborations I do, I never meet them. That's but cool. I'll go over there, even meeting with publishing companies or different writers that write a lot in that world who have connections to the DJs, because a lot of the times they're on tour or sometimes they don't even live in Amsterdam. Yeah. 
but at least just being there, you're introduced to so many different people and creatives. It's such an important thing to talk about. It's 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 wild. I can't believe we just spent the last five minutes talking about e-commerce and <laughs> online as an artist because you know. It's just the state of where we are. Like mm-hmm. you said, 20 years ago, this didn't happen. I yeah. remember not having a cell. I'm the I'm of the generation that I didn't get a cell phone until I was in college. I didn't have a computer until <laughs> I was in college. A phone, like now I'm got like it's crazy. Everything. Yeah, and to be able to think like we didn't think in terms of that when we were growing our mind through our, when I say our teens and 20s because the earning years are 30, yeah. 40, 50. But to hear you speak about it and the fact that it's just part of the the realm of how you grow your art yeah. and spread it today for anybody that's got a hope and a dream, whether it's to take your family to Disneyland yeah. or something, there's a whole world out there and we carry this dang yeah. phone around with us all day and you can go get almost whatever you want. Yeah, totally. And that's why I also feel like there's just no excuses. Like you don't have any excuse to not be doing what you want to do. Yeah. Because it's all at your fingertips. You have access to everything. Man, that's a really good point. I think it's a, probably a good time to take a little quick yeah. break because I want to get off of the e-commerce mm-hmm. conversation and go back to kind of where we started and recircle back about your choice to come and your music and sort of the arc that you're, you're on now because your music has changed a lot too. Mm-hmm. And so I'll ask anybody that's listening to Y Lab right now to stick around with my example. We're coming back in a minute. <laughs> welcome back everybody michael flowers here with my friend maggie in the y lab today and we were just talking about all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. thanks for coming back to the second (laughs) half and I wanted to start off the second half and bring it kind of back to where we started, which was you we were talking about uh, making the move to L.A. And that had made a comment about how headstrong you were. And you were talking about, like, I'm just going for it. I'm mm-hmm. going for it. Is there something that like when you grew up, is, is one of your parents like that? Do you relate to somebody in your like an uncle or an aunt where you're like, I I see how headstrong and confident they are. Yeah. I'm going to make choices and stick with it. Or do you, can you pinpoint yeah. something? Well, I I look back a lot to my dad and my grandmother. My grandmother lived with us and she raised me also. And I was super close with her. And I always try and remind myself every day like what I'm thankful for. And the fact that we all live in a country like this. And I grew up in Canada and I was so fortunate in so many different ways. My grandmother, they were born in Yugoslavia. It was not a great time to be there. And she had to pick up. She didn't speak a word of English. She picked up and took her three boys and her husband over to Canada. They jumped on a boat. It was either Australia or Canada. Wow. Um, Yeah. So they got on the Canada boat. And I have a picture of them on the boat um, in my kitchen. And she didn't speak a word of English. And she got there and... She started working nights as a janitor at the school, and her husband, my grandfather, wasn't able to work, so she was supporting the family. She would work all night, cook during the day for the kids, and that's how she lived her life, and she was just super strong, and 
she i remember she used to tell me even when she got here got to canada at first she refused to hang out with the ladies that spoke her language because she wanted to learn a new language she wanted to learn how to speak english so she could really grow herself as a person in this new country so she would only hang out with the english speakers even though she didn't understand what they were saying at first but eventually she learned how to speak english and i always just think about that and think about like wow, like how blessed are we that we grew up in a place like this and we didn't have to face those kind of things? Like, could you imagine having your family and having to jump on a boat? And I'm sure they weren't great boats <laughs> and like spend two weeks traveling, just getting to no. a place where you don't even you've never been before. So I think about that and I try and compare myself like, wow, I'm already one. I was already blessed with being one step ahead of where they were. And I just want to take advantage of that opportunity. And really, we have no excuse to not work our ass off. And yeah. we have these goals. And I just think that's what life is for, is to try and chase them and, and be where you want to be and make your family proud and have you, fun doing it also. You think your April 15th was sort of an, <laughs> an homage to your grandmother? Maybe. I I don't know. I would like, like to I'm think gonna so. I'm going to show you that I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for showing yeah. me the strength. Though. Yeah. Because also, yeah, you don't it's it's a day and i'm sure they didn't have a ch choice to be like yeah. i think we'll just go whenever we feel like like no you don't have that choice so yeah that's awesome i i think it, like growing up with a strong role model that you witness action and then mm -hmm. you get sage advice from as yeah. well it if it's really good and you and it hits home at some mm -hmm. point it just kind of lives with you forever yeah. i have a special place for my uncle joe okay he, he's out on flare flowers dairy <laughs> meeker <laughs> oklahoma i'll give a shout out to meeker oklahoma oh my gosh my uncle joe is uh he's somebody that he's always lived like this solidarity kind of mm -hmm. life and is always lived by what he thought was the right way whether yeah. it, it was right or wrong and i found that just a really admirable trait yeah. and even though i didn't super align with it i just always was like man that that guy yeah you know he was my dad's best friend going up, That's and so awesome. I always knew that there was some reason my dad was best friends with yeah. him. And I always kind of felt like I had a little connection That's with cool. him that way. So it's it's cool to hear talking reverence yeah. about your grandmother. Yeah. And, and even what you just said, you said sometimes what you thought and what he thought didn't always align. No. But I think it's amazing that you can still accept someone for who they are and love them and appreciate them and admire them even though you don't always agree with them and i think that's so important and i feel like sometimes we forget that and then we'll you know turn away from people but there's so many lessons that we can learn from everyone yeah. so i think that's cool that's well, sort of why i'll give why lab a little plug here is my personal journey this mm -hmm. year is i'm i seem to be having problems making what I think is a big decision. And I'm not sure really what it is. There's this real ambiguous kind of nebulous. Like what decision? I, I've been in LA for 20 years. Yeah. And sometimes self-reflection and trying to become the silent observer of my life here, I, I'm questioning what is happening now versus what's happening next. Uh -huh. And I think in location, I think in people and environment, and I've started to really question whether or not I need or want to be here. Yeah. And I have not really gone full depth of trying to make a decision. And so 
that's one of the bigger decisions. Yeah. So I say there's some other ones, but that's the one I've been battling with the most. Yeah. So I, I say that during this process of taking a year off and trying to do Y Lab was trying to live more with the question yeah. rather than looking for the answers and spend totally. time with others listening to their yeah. answers. Yeah. And maybe I would resonate with. And so I, I've been plugging about your move and your headstrong yeah. and, and making those decisions. I may even circle back to say, do you do practicing your self-love? Mm -hmm. Is there some form of meditation mm -hmm. or how do you connect the self-love and making strong choices and being that person that you are? Yeah. Do you have a practice? I, every day I try and go to the gym. Well, I do go to the gym. Yeah. Or I, if I can't go to the gym, I run. I think it's my time for me to just like take care of my body physically and mentally and I also think the act of serving yourself and treating yourself just reflects on on loving yourself and I think that bleeds into everything to work to relationships so I try and do that every day and every night I look in the mirror and I tell myself all the things that I want to be and where I want to go and even as simple as like you're beautiful and you're strong and I do this every single night and I have a vision board and I update that and I work on that whenever I need to. So there's those three things that I do consistently every day. That's amazing. Thanks. <laughs> and the fact that the word you use is consistency every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's probably the hardest part about and I'll put myself in this bucket is becoming a little bit lazy What's the word procrastination mm -hmm. and even with self goals even when it's something major that might need to be decided on or make a big mm -hmm. choice procrastinating that is not healthy no but it's so easy to do it's so easy <laughs> <laughs> no i no, it's like i do it all the time that's why i have to fight to like yeah. to push myself but yeah that's like that's normal do, do you have art like music goals like i what I'm hearing is a lot of self-affirmation, uh, a lot of self-love, yeah. self-goals. That takes you anywhere you want to yeah. go. Do you funnel some of that specifically into music and art? Yeah. So on my vision board, I have specifically the steps and the goals that I want. I want oh. a record deal. I want a publishing deal. I want a number one. I would love a Grammy. I want a tour in the next year. So all yeah. those things, those are like the actual like goals I've set out. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Was that something that... Some again, mom, dad, sister, so no, you that just, you is just do like that? spiritual, like LA really? shit right there. <laughs> That's LA. <laughs> that was after yoga class. I was having a kale smoothie, and we were talking about our vision boards. I feel like if it was I was amazing. living in Canada, I would have never done that. <laughs> but like, I don't know, sometimes like LA, <laughs> I was reading a lot about them in different podcasts that I would listen to, and oh and God. even the fact what you were saying before taking this year off for yourself to like figure out what the next step is. Yeah. I think exactly doing this because I've been listening to the podcast and you're interviewing so many amazing people and get, getting different energies and inspiration. And I think not focusing on like what's going to happen next, just figuring out you being here now. I think like this is exactly what you should be doing. Thanks. I, you know, even just the halftime, like the little workflow and, mm -hmm. and I, I'm learning so much about, having to produce this yeah uh just some software interfaces yeah. and technology and there's and a lot it's a lot a going lot. on so that's been fun for my brain it's like i'm learning a lot of new yeah. things in a creative field that i wanted to do i made a commitment that during this time i would spend 
most of it, if not all of it, being creative because mm -hmm. I missed that the most. And yeah. also focused on doing things with others rather than just by myself because yeah. I didn't miss that the most. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd been in a career and a job that focused on a territory and a target and a goal and a self, yeah. I mean, a sales rep. And, oh There's no, so you don't, you're not a self sales reps. I'm not a, not a team. Yeah. It's, it's just totally independent. Yeah. And so as much as I w could look around and, and measure mm -hmm. what was good or bad or successful, it just wasn't right. Yeah. And so the focus again was others and being creative. Yeah. And, and it's been fun ever, learning. I've always known you as a creative person. So it's just great to see that that's now your main focus. And also being creative lends itself to always working with other people. Like yeah. anything you do, you, you can't just be creative and be on your own. You have to work with different people and collaborate. So it's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's really weird because exciting. I sometimes look at like the music side and like the musician or like the writer because I grew up journaling and writing and yeah. That's what got me into being a lyricist or yeah. poet or MC or whatever you want. The, the hip hop world I was in, I still play guitar and I write, but I don't sit around and write a new song a week or something yeah. like that. Maybe one or two a year. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll look back and I'm like, well, you're not producing music anymore. I'm like, no, I'm th this is, this, this is, is a, sort yeah, of the, the totally. it's the replacement. Outlet. Yeah. So that's, that's been great. Yeah. It's been, it's filled up the days. And it's also nice. I feel like when you have a goal of like, okay, I'm going to do X amount of episodes and I'm going to release them online. And, and at least you have a place where you can share what you've been working on because sometimes it's tough. Like if you were saying you weren't writing a song every week, but that's also a difficult thing because if you don't know what you want to do with it or where you want to put it, it can be kind of daunting too. Cause you're like, okay, what, like I'm going to write this beautiful song and then who's going to hear it. How many... Something like this is like, you have a plan, like yeah. you're doing this and you have the workflow and you know, you can share it and people can listen and they can benefit from the work you've been doing. Wow. That really, that really hit home because any producer or artist musician has a folder of unfinished yeah. tracks yeah. and songs and everything. Yeah. And I did, I made a commitment to do a weekly podcast yeah. with somebody else. I'm held accountable to yeah. do that. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it makes okay. it a lot easier knowing that the world is going to be able to hear it because you're serving, you're serving your listeners. Wow. <laughs> it's true though well you're right i mean that's you hear people say i'd rather be of service and giving is better than receiving and a lot of it is uh unless you put it to practice and mm -hmm. take action on it and really try to surrender to it yeah uh, the thing that i've been trying to do mostly is i hit a point this summer where things just started to slow down mm -hmm. because my world wasn't yeah. so rapidly coming at me and I didn't have to go aggressively mm -hmm. out and put so many irons in the fire that the uh like the observer of my life became more prevalent yeah and that's what's been really helping me get through because I'll tell you there's some tough emotional times yeah. financial worries yeah. uh what's next that that observer comes in and is like hey this is your choice yeah don't worry about the emotional ebbs and flows. Yeah. Do the work. Enjoy totally. the process. Yeah. Life is short. And that's <laughs> the benefit of having room to breathe is yeah. you can do that. But then also you have more room to like really psychoanalyze yourself. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. 
But as long as you're doing what you're doing, which is being creative and you're actively working towards your goal and keeping yourself busy. I really appreciate you saying that because that means you've been paying attention, A. Yeah. And you've put thought into it and, and you know me. So yeah. I, it's, uh, I really appreciate you making yeah, that comment. Of course. And I always think about like people who have a job like that with numbers and they just don't love it but they don't have any other outlet to like to share themselves and I think like that must be so tough like at least you have something that you love and that you're working towards and that makes you happy but a lot of people don't even have that that's a good not total segue but I'll, I'll digress a little bit because I am of a certain type that I've always been a real left brain, right brain kind of guy. I really like the balance, even in high school and college yeah. or whatever, playing athletics. I always was the artist or the, mm -hmm. it was always, even, even, even in work environment, everybody was always like, yeah, that's flowers, you know. Yeah. But I've always took pride in developing both sides of that yeah. side of myself. And because I had, really, you don't have a choice. Yeah. And so I think when you made the comment just now about at least you had something else, yeah. I fed both sides yeah. like for many decades. I sacrificed like I'm 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 not a young I'm not in my thirties anymore. <laughs> so you sacrifice some things too to explore yourself yeah. and dig into what um, a no regret situation yeah. would be later on, yeah. and. So it's tough. I mean, it's tough. I don't know if a lot, everyone, because we're all different. We all yeah, got different fingerprints. Totally. Not everybody needs multi An outlet. outlets. Yeah, Some true. people are super hyper focused. They're neurosurgeons. Yeah, yeah that's and that's what they all do. they love to do. Yeah. So it's really like, like for those people that struggle with who am I and what am I doing or like thoughts of anxiety or if I'm doing well, like sometimes it might just be in taking up a hobby and focusing mm -hmm. more time on yeah. it and. Doing something you love. You love. It's once a week. So it's going to the gym or drawing or painting. Yeah. Yeah. And committing to it. Like yeah. even you said earlier, consistency every yeah. day. Yeah. Vision board. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. That's cool though. Yeah. We all have our goals and our wishes and different ways of getting there. I set some time constraints. You know, I don't have an April 15th, but I have a February 15th. What's coming February up. 15th? That's my one year mark. Oh my like, god! Yeah, so February fifteenth is coming, so we're only three months. So Damn, I'm in my last quarter. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, um, three months—that's good. Yeah, three months. I um, I I have no complaints. Yeah. Do you feel like you're a different person now than you were right before this? Yeah. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Okay. Mentally, spiritually. That's good. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, when you're not happy you're projecting a lot of that mm -hmm. outwardly mm -hmm. and I didn't, I wasn't making the time to love myself and folk to take care yeah. of myself. And so I've been having, I've been practicing, yeah. which is more meditation, getting back into yoga, uh -huh. changing my physical, which is yeah. our environment that we yeah. used to spend more time in and really making sure that the environments that I put myself in are, beneficial for beneficial yeah. on that path and trying not to have too much of mm -hmm. the highs and lows yeah so you've been meditating every day i have a three o'clock alarm on my phone that's yeah. awesome usually three o'clock's a time where like physically i start to get a little bit 
I'm a morning person, yeah. so also I'll get up at five or six sometimes. Okay. And so the I use I use it as a like a twenty minute rejuvenation. Yeah. And if I do get a little tired, I'll take a little yeah. nap. But Siesta. yeah, so that's three o'clock yeah. every day. That's I, awesome. I try to go out and do my breathing techniques yeah. and get into a little bit. I'm not a big mantra guy, uh-huh. but I vision and get lost and clear my. That's how I clear yeah. my c- conscious thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's interesting too because I feel like even just like taking care of yourself, like mentally and physically, it's a job. Like it's a responsibility. Practice every day. Yeah. And that's I think when I started doing that, I'm like, wow, like this is actually like just another thing on my to do list that I have to do, and it's like it feels like a responsibility. And obviously, as you do it more, then you start to rely on it and it becomes second nature. What do you could you pinpoint the time that you started doing that more or it became more important in your life? Yeah. So I started doing it more. So I was I'm in a relationship with a guy named Jeff. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> hey. Dr. Rowe. Oh, <laughs> Dr. Rowe. And, and so we've been living together for a couple of years. Yeah. And for work, he had to get placed somewhere else so he's in Chicago and so it was a big adjustment for me living with somebody for that long and then still being in a relationship with them and move them moving out and then also having to adjust my life like going to a new place and like find like basically it's a second home now because I'm there every month and it's a space where I go to work and live in so that was a big adjustment for me and I wanted to use that as an opportunity to better myself and really focus on myself, especially if I was going to be basically living on my own again for like five years. A lot of people could take that as a traumatic mental event and turn it into a woe is me, you know? Oh my God, this is happening. The world is against me. And I love that you just try to look at your life and say, hey, this is an opportunity. Yeah. For me well, to, but even in the beginning, it's forced on me. It's forced. <laughs> but in the beginning, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening! Like, what are we gonna do?" And like, "Oh my gosh!" And totally in the beginning, I was like, "Why is the world like doing this?" But now I look back and I'm like, "Wow, this was actually." I don't like that he's away, but I think it was a blessing in the yeah. sense because it tests you and it pushes you into different directions. So I kind of took that and I ran with that. And that's been a couple years. Yeah, it's been a year and a half. That's cool that you can pinpoint it. I don't yeah. know that a lot of people can. Well, especially so he's in residency. And so there's yeah. a match day every year. It's the match day that all med school students go through every single year. So it is, I, it was, you know, in June he had to leave because match day, I think, was in March, oh. February. So yeah. it's a very specific like timeline. So it's easy to pinpoint. Do you, are you a reader? Are you books or Audible or podcast? I'm Audible. I wish Audible. I was a reader. Yeah. I try. <laughs> I buy all these books and I never read them. <laughs> so I audiobook and I podcast. Yeah. Well, it's audio has changed yeah. a lot now. You know, it's uh, again trying to put out good content, yeah. but I think it's also the, I mean, the relativity of audio in regards to our daily yeah. life. You just think about it. You get, yeah. hey, Siri, hey, Alexa, Everything. hey, yeah. oh, my God. In your car. <laughs> She's literally, hey, She's what like, what That's like comparing apples and not apples. Oh, my So gosh. creepy. That is creepy. Oh, my God. I go, hey, Siri and Alexa. She goes, that's like comparing <laughs> apples. <laughs> oh, my God. But audio is such a part of our mm-hmm. life. Yeah. When you walk into your house now, you can literally be like, hey, Alexa. Order me some yeah. milk yeah. or 
or I'm out of socks. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you've got an yeah. ad from socks and yeah. milk and you're, they can make your grocery list and have it delivered to you. And yeah. so I, I've really latched onto the podcast world. I, I'm a big believer in writing in the written word and reading it and absorbing yeah. it and taking the time. And I yeah. believe it helps build like the whole neural process. Yeah. But I think in today's age, it's much easier to get more content when you can multitask your life. And yeah. you can put earbuds in and do a podcast. I, every day I listen driving, to driving, especially in LA, like traffic everywhere. That's what I say right now. I start the podcast. Like, thank you for making the choice where you're driving or doing laundry yeah. or walking the dog doing or makeup. I always listen when I'm doing my makeup. It's the ready. best thing. Yeah. When you can spend, I spend an hour every morning with my dog. I get up, I focus on energy with her mm -hmm. and going at the park and I listen awesome. to a podcast and I try to let audio come in before yeah. the phone interface yeah. and, and if when I do, I'm actually outside in the trees dealing with my dog so I don't get totally locked into yeah. it. And that's, that's how I try to start my mornings Yeah. with audio. Which is, I think that's great because yeah. you're also like absorbing something that you're learning and positivity yeah. and all these different things first thing how yeah. to start your day. Like it's motivated me too to, to yeah. get in and do this and share the content yeah. and have really interesting and yeah. amazing conversations with awesome, awesome people. Yeah. I think we're at... <laughs> I think we're almost at the final four. <laughs> the time when the camera stops. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got about four or five minutes left. So cool. let's. This is what I uh, like to do at the end. It's called the final four. You can answer okay. with a sentence or a word. And okay. All right. Question number one: What is the most least expensive thing that you could not do without? The most least expensive thing: running. That's a great answer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you had a movie coming out this weekend, mm -hmm. what's the title and who's the lead actress or actor? Oh, um, if I had a movie coming out, well, let's just say, damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, let's think Canadian. Um, Ray is no, is Rachel McAdams Canadian? No, Ryan. Oh. The guy that in the um, Ryan Reynolds is. Canadian. Oh, is he Canadian? Ryan yeah. Reynolds is. So I would just he would be in whatever a movie he's. <laughs> be some like you know <laughs> spiritual journey movie. <laughs> What's the title? What's the name? It of would it? be called I'm on my way. I'm on my way yeah. with Ryan Reynolds Ryan coming Reynolds out this weekend. A story about theaters. <laughs> Maggie's the original story oh with Ryan. Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number three. What's something you would like for people to know about you that we don't get to see through your social media or? Mm, I guess I don't always, I talk, I mean, I'm close with my family, which I don't share. I share on social media, but not a lot, but they're a huge part of my life. I'm on the phone with them like too many times a day. So I would say that family. <laughs> I think then that makes the final question. When and if you have your first child. Mm -hmm. Of your mother, your father, and your two sisters, mm. who would get to name your first child? Um, I would say my younger sister. Your younger sister. Yeah. Why? Because I feel like she's more like hip with like. The cool <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> she's the cool one. Yeah. She would like my parents might pick like a super traditional name, and I my little sister would be cooler. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I, I loved having you here today. Thanks I, I so think we haven't giggled me. together in oh a while God. like this. So I'm just stoked that I got yeah. to catch up on your life. Same. Thanks for having me. This is fun. I'm very grateful for the time. And you made the choice to come over in the rain in yeah. Los Angeles in the middle of the day. And for everybody that's still with us in video world and audio world, thank you for sticking around. Thanks. This has been Maggie. Wait, plug your your. Okay, so Instagram, everything like that. My name, Maggie Sabo. You can find me online at All About Maggie, M A G G I E, on everywhere Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And you can check out my t shirt line, Thread the Love Co., on Instagram, website, threadthelove.com. Thread the Love, All About Maggie. Yeah. Thank Thanks. you for coming by. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Bye, everybody.